Good afternoon. I am Apostle Will B. Corrector, presiding prelate of Discovered Being Ministry Incorporated. I'd like to welcome you to today's podcast where we will be speaking on the subject of when did the church begin? Let us go to the throne of grace, Heavenly Father, from whom all blessings flow. We thank you and we praise you. Lord God, we come looking to the hills for cometh our help, knowing our help cometh from the creator of heaven and earth. Father, we realize that we are sinners saved by your grace. We thank you for the word that you have given us, that if we confess those sins before thee, that we are faith, that thou art faithful enough to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Father, as we come today, we ask that you would bless your people through your word, and that, Lord God, we bind the works of Satan, the works of the flesh, carnality, Lord God, enmity against God. Father, we thank you that you have given us a spiritual mind that we can rely and know the secret things of you. For your word says, Lord God, those things that are secret belong to God, but those things that are revealed belong to your children forever, you stated. And Father, now as we continue to bring this podcast Lord God, we thank you that the Satan, that Satan has been destroyed, that he has no authority in the kingdom of God. And Lord God, we thank you and ask you to bless this podcast today. In Jesus' name, amen. When did the church begin? The church began on the day of Pentecost, 50 days after the Passover, when Jesus died and rose again. The word translated church comes from two Greek words that together mean call out from the world for God. The word is used throughout the Bible to refer to all those who have been born again, reference to John chapter 3, verse 3. Through faith in the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, reference to Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. The word church, when used to reference all believers everywhere, is synonymous with the term body of Christ, referenced in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 22 and 23, and Colossians chapter 1, verse 18. The word church first appears in Matthew chapter 16, when Jesus tells Apostle Peter, On this rock will I build my church, and the gates of hell will not overcome it. Reference to verse 18. The rock here is the statement that Apostle Peter had made. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. Reference to verse 16. The truth about Jesus is the bedrock of the church that has flourished for over 2,000 years. Everyone who makes that truth the foundation of his or her own life becomes a member of Jesus' church. Reference to Acts, Acts chapter 16, verse 31. Jesus' words, I will build my church, were a foretelling of what was about to happen when he sent the Holy Spirit to indwell believers. Reference to John chapter 15, verses 26 and 27, and chapter 16, verse 13. Jesus had to undergo the cross and experience the resurrection. Although the disciples 
understood in part the fulfillment of all Jesus had come to do had not yet been accomplished. After his resurrection, Jesus would not allow his followers to begin the work he had given them to make disciples of all nations, reference to Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20, until the Holy Spirit had come, Acts reference to Acts chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. The book of Acts details the beginning of the church and its miraculous spread through the power of the Holy Spirit. Ten days after Jesus ascended back into heaven, reference to Acts chapter 1, verse 9, the Holy Spirit was poured out upon 120 of Jesus' followers who waited and prayed, reference to Acts chapter 1, verse 15, and Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. The same disciples who had quaked in fear of being identified with Jesus, reference to Mark chapter 14, verses 30 through 50, were suddenly empowered, empowered to boldly proclaim the gospel of the risen Messiah, validating their message with miraculous signs and wonders, referenced in Acts chapter 2, verse 4, Acts chapter 30, verses 38 and 41, Acts chapter 3, verses 6 and 7, and verses 8 and 7. Chapter 8 and 7, excuse me. Thousands of Jews from all parts of the world were in Jerusalem for the Feast of Pentecost. They heard the gospel in their own language, referencing Acts chapter 2, verses 5 and 8, and many believed. Acts referenced in Acts 2, chapter 2, verses 41, and Acts chapter 4, verse 4. Those who were saved were baptized, adding daily to the church. When persecution broke out, the believers scattered, taking the gospel message with them, and the church spread like wildfire to all parts of the known earth. Acts chapter 8, verse 4, Acts chapter 11, verse 19 through 21 reference this. To start, the start of the church involved Jews and in Jerusalem, but the church soon spread to other people groups. Samaritans were evangelized by Philip in Acts chapter 8. In Acts chapter 10, God gave Apostle Peter a vision that helped him to understand that the meaning of the message of salvation was not limited to the Jews, but open to anyone who believed. Reference in Acts chapter 10, verse 34 and 35 and verse 45. The salvation of the Ethiopian eunuch, referenced in chapter 8 of Acts, verses 26 through 39, the Italian centurion Cornelius, in Acts chapter 10, convinced the Jewish believers that God's church was broader than they had imagined. The miraculous calling of Apostle Paul on the road to Damascus, referenced in Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 19, set the stage for every even greater spread of the gospel to the Gentiles, referenced in Romans chapter 15, verse 16, and 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 7. Jesus' prophetic word to Apostle Peter before the crucifixion had proved true. Through persecution and the gates of hell, 
have fought against it, the church only grows stronger. In Revelation chapter 7 verse 9, it provides a glimpse of the church as God designed it to be. After this I looked and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and the Lord and before the Lamb. The church that Jesus began will continue until the day he comes for us. Reference in, verse, in John chapter 14, verse 3, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 and 17, and we will are all united with him forever as his, as his bride. Referenced in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 27, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 2, and Revelation chapter 19, verse 7. Sisters and brothers in Christ, let me be truthful and honest and bold in saying the church is not those buildings that we go in. They are not that brick and mortar. It is not what we think it is. It is truly the work of God in his people. It is a unification of the spirit of God with man. God said, I'm coming back for a church without a spot or a wrinkle. That be the case. There won't be many churches that will be going back with them because we all have spots and wrinkles. There's always confusion. There's always contention. There's always jealousy and envy and strife within the body of Christ. But the Holy Spirit holds us together. Also the word of God and the death of Christ and his resurrection has given us a hope, has given us salvation and poured out grace and mercy upon us that we might be able to abide in the body of Christ, in the kingdom of God, in these earthen vessels. Flesh and blood, will not enter into the kingdom of God. You know that. It says so in the Bible. What are the, what are, what are the fleshly things, lascivious things, jealousy, envy, strife, murder, debate, harlotry, idolatry, all those things are fleshly characteristics which should not be even mentioned in the body of Christ. However, God knew that we could not keep the law. He knew that the law was so strict and it was the strength of sin. It held man in sin because man has a sinful nature and they could not repent. That's why the priest had to go in once a year to give an offering, a blood offering for the people. But see, Jesus gave us a one-time Offering made a one-time sacrifice and sprinkled his blood on the mercy seat. And therefore, grace and mercy came into the world. And because of that, we can live peacefully with each other if we only allow the body of Christ to enter in us, which is Christ himself, 
which is his word, which is the Holy Spirit of the witness of what he has done and the plan of salvation that God instituted before the foundation of the world. Thank you for listening to this podcast. May God bless you. May he smile upon you. And may he give you peace.